Everyone struggles with temptation. It's a fact of life. Let's face it, temptation to sin is all around us. Just as a fisherman uses a specific lure to capture a fish, so Satan lures us away from the path that God wants us to take. So what is the lure that draws you away? James says it's your own evil desires. It's King Me sitting on the throne of my heart that always leads me into trouble. Well, welcome to the Point of Purity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. This is episode 146. In this episode, we continue our journey through chapter 7 of my book entitled, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. This week's episode is entitled, No Fishing Allowed. When our oldest son was around five years old, I remember a day when he came running into the house with a spot on his arm that was bleeding. After I took a damp paper towel to it, kind of gently cleaning off the blood, I noticed there was a small open wound. What had been a simple mosquito bite was now a bloody hole. You see, my, my son had scratched at it so much that he literally ripped away the skin. So I tried to take advantage of the opportunity to teach him a valuable lesson. I asked him why he dug at the mosquito bite. Because it was itchy, became his smart mouth reply. But son, didn't Mommy and I both tell you to leave it alone? He nodded his head in agreement, and I gave him a moment to just kind of think about that. And then I asked him this, why? Why did you scratch at it? He kind of whimpered, because it felt good. Now, I'm assuming you can relate as long as, as, as well as I can. I, I mean, I totally understand where he's coming from. I have been bitten by a mosquito many times over the years, and, and, and I understand the overwhelming desire to scratch the itch and make it feel good. And I remember telling him, I, I understand, son. But then I looked at him square in the eyes and I said, does it feel good now? To which he, he said, no. You, you see, here's the thing about a mosquito bite. The more you scratch at it, the more it's going to itch. The more you scratch at it, the bigger the mosquito bite gets. The more you scratch at it, the more irritated that spot becomes, and eventually it will turn into an open bleeding wound. And even then, though it hurts, it still itches, and you're scratching at it and hurting at the same moment. So bottom line is if you don't want an open bleeding wound, leave it alone. Don't scratch it. Now, here's why I share you, with you that, that reminiscent story. I want you to think of your temptation to sin as that mosquito bite. You see, we're under the false impression that the driving need is to scratch the itch. The driving need is to give in to the temptation. But that's wrong. We've been deceived. The actual need for the mosquito bite is to have the itch go away. The actual need for the sin is to have the temptation go away. Let me ask you this. Why do you sin? No, seriously. Why? Why do you sin? Simply put, we give in to sin because we like its effects. The more you play around with your temptation, the more it itches for attention. So what do you do? You scratch at it, and it feels good while you're scratching at it. The more you play around with the temptation, though, the bigger it's going to get. The more your flesh is going to want the forbidden pleasure. So you scratch more, you scratch more, you scratch more, and it feels good every time you scratch. But eventually, if you scratch the itch long enough and hard enough, 
you will sin. Now, understand, I'm not talking about mosquito bite here. I'm talking about the temptation. You will create a spiritual wound that hurts. So I want to submit to you, the solution to not irritating that spiritual mosquito bite is just stop scratching the itch. The solution to not giving into your sin is stop playing around with the temptation. Okay, now, with that in mind, I'd like to take a moment here and read to you a short story that I wrote in Chapter 7 of my book, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. Here's the storyline, and I quote, Peter the Perch was not just any perch. He was a black perch. A week ago, he measured 14 inches and weighed in at a whopping three pounds. Oh, he was definitely on the fast track to being the most important perch in the lake. Or so he thought. Today was the big day. You see, today, Peter was going to venture away from the safety of his family's lily pad farm. He's going to go into the dark zone, the deep waters, the place where the big fish played. He was tired of always being safe. Life awaited him out there in the darkness beyond those boring lily pads. Ignoring the warnings of danger and foolhardiness from his friends, Peter swam away, fully confident in his ability to handle on his own whatever life might throw at him. So focused was he on proving himself to be a grown-up perch, he hardly noticed how quickly he was leaving the security of the lily pads and the protection of his friends behind. Suddenly, out of the corner of his left eye, he saw something strange appear from above. He watched it slowly float down, resting only a few meters away. Curiosity got the better of him, and he chose to swim away from his intended destination, just for a moment, just to check it out. Hey, it looked interesting. What harm could there possibly be in a short detour? As Peter got closer, he noticed that this new intriguing wonder was moving. Well, that was unexpected. Instinct began to kick in, and he slowed his approach. Cautiously drawing near, he slowly swam around and around this strange object. It looked harmless enough. It wasn't trying to hurt him in any way. So he gently bumped it, nudging it ever so slightly. Nothing happened. Well, that was a good sign. As is the way of fish, since they don't have hands like we do, to discover what this new and strange thing was, Peter opened his mouth, sucked it in, spit it back out immediately. Now that tasted interesting. The synapses in his tiny little brain were firing rapidly. This was definitely worth exploring a little bit more. He sucked it in again, letting it sit on his tongue for just a moment longer than before. He liked it. But it would be foolish to just take it and run before being totally certain it was safe. So he sucked it in, spit it out. Sucked it in, held it, spit it out. Nothing happened. (laughs) What amazing fortune had come his way. Looking around to see if anyone else was watching, Peter made the split-second decision to suck it in one last time and speed off with his newfound prize before anyone else was the wiser. Poor Peter the Perch didn't make it. End of story. End of quote. Here's my point. Everyone struggles with temptation. It's a fact of life. Whether it's fighting the urge to eat that second piece of cake fudge a little on your tax returns or lie to your spouse about where you were and what you were doing, steal a lustful glance at that person on the beach or not tell your boss the whole story. Temptation to sin is all around us. And many times, along with the temptation, 
comes the desire to blame someone or something else. Well, we argue, if my boss weren't so demanding, if my spouse would give me a little bit of slack here, if that person didn't dress so provocatively, see, our tendency is to feel that we have no option. Somehow, God's put us into this situation. But in James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, we read this. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. James 1, 13-15. I want you to focus for just a moment on the words, dragged away. The verse says, by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. You know, when I think of someone being dragged away, I get the impression that they've been kidnapped. They've been taken, kicking and screaming against their will. But I want to submit that's not what this phrase here means. James is not describing something that happens to you while you're unaware or while you're powerless to stop it. This does not happen against your will. James is using a fishing term that refers to being lured away from a place of safety. Just as in my storyline that fisherman used a specific lure to capture Peter the perch, so Satan will lure you away from a path that God wants you to take. So what's the lure that draws you away? James says in James 1, 13-15 that it's your own evil desires. It's King me sitting on the throne of your heart. I want, I need, I deserve, I desire, I have to have, I can't live without. It's all about me. In other words, there is a lust or a craving that you have for a particular type of sinful pleasure, whatever it may be, and you allow yourself to think about how to satisfy it. It begins as a little mosquito bite. It's it's a tickle. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's a tickle in the back of your mind. You think about it. You suck it in and let it sit on your tongue for a moment and then you spit it back out. You're considering it. You suck it in again, hold it a little bit longer. You're weighing out the pros and the cons of do I give in or do I not? The risk versus the temporary pleasure that it promises. And then as that thought becomes stronger because you've been scratching it, It creates within you an intense desire to put that thought into action. Just like Peter the Perch, you cautiously play around for it for a little while. And when nothing really bad happens, then you selfishly suck it in, try to speed off without getting caught, and wham! Why do we fool around with sin? Why do we play around with the temptation? Why do we allow our minds to think about it? Why do we let temptation entice us? Why do we let it divert our attention away from our relationship with God? Why? Over the next moment or minute or two here, I I, want to read a couple of verses to you, some scripture. I'm going to ask that you listen closely, listen intently, listen with an open heart to what God wants to tell you from these verses. James chapter 1, verses 14 and 21 says this, Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. Humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts. 
for it has the power to save your souls. James 1, 14 and 21. Romans chapter 13, verse 14 says, Clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and don't even think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22 says, Run, run from anything that stimulates your lusts. Instead, pursue righteous living, pursue faithfulness, pursue love and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. 2 Timothy 2.22 1 Peter 2, verse 11 says, Dear friends, I warn you, as temporary residents and foreigners, keep away from the worldly desires that wage war against your very soul. 1 Peter 2.11 Romans 12, verses 1 and 2 And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your body to God because of all that he has done for you. Let your body be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing, and perfect. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. And Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 says this, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, and honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise, Philippians 4.8. Why? Why is it so important that we think correctly? Because Proverbs 23.7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What you think will become what you do. So the bottom line is this, no fishing allowed. Don't follow the lure. It will lead you astray every time. It will get you in trouble every time, and it will hurt. Well, let's... uh, Let's hit the pause button until next week's episode. I want to continue our journey through chapter 7 of my book, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. But until then, if you'd like to learn more about today's study, or if you're interested in learning more about the Pure Man Ministry and what we do globally to have an impact on men and women who are struggling with sexual addiction, I encourage you, I urge you, visit our website, There's a multitude of resources that we've made available to you to help you in your walk with God. You can find our website at The Purity Coach. That's all one word, thepuritycoach.com. And if you've not yet subscribed to this Point of Purity podcast, oh, let me encourage you to do so today. There's some great episodes coming up, and I don't want you to miss a single one. So until next time, this is author, speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, he must first be glorified in your every moment thinking. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.